Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yo! Welcome into the House of L podcast. I'm Lawrence Holmes. House of L actual episode. Woo! I think I'm going to need to put the arrow horn in here into the roadcaster for House of L actual. We are brought to you by Zenny. I've got a whole bunch of new glasses. From Zenny, I think it's going to end up being six pairs of glasses. Yeah, I even got me some Sally Jesse Raphael's on the way. Because I could, you know, because I could. I had someone hit me up on Twitter and say that they saw me doing the Court Vision recaps for Zenny. And they went and got themselves some glasses. Yeah, real quick before I get into the substance of today's pod, let me just tell you what happened. So... I had a, a old school pair of uh, frames that I really love, like fairly expensive frames, designer frames. And even though I had the Zinnies, I was like, well, you know, these are good glasses. I'll save them and I'll go get my new script put into them. So I called my eye doctor and I had just been to the eye doctor because I had to get the new script for, for the Zinni ones. And I said, hey, I know that you guys do this. Can I bring in uh, some frames and you can put my new script in the glasses? And they were like, yeah, but you need a whole new visit. And I'm like, oh, man. Like, can I just drop these off and pay you? Like, can I give you money? I would like to give you money for these services. And they were like, no, you can't give us the money for the service until you do this thing. And then I said, oh, okay, well, that doesn't sound great. And then I, I, I immediately went to Zenny. I went to Zenny.com and picked out similar-looking glasses. I ended up buying three pairs for $50. And it's good quality, and you can customize them and do all of that stuff. So they give my highest recommendation, man. They're not just the title sponsor. I actually use the product. Zenny.com. I'm telling you, if you wear glasses, you want to change up your look, or you just want to get an inexpensive pair of glasses. People think that the glasses that you get from Zenny are fancy. I think Tony had said that to me. I think Tony Gill had been like, aren't those like really fancy? I'm like, they can be, but you're not going to spend unless you go absolutely buck wild. Like I have I have two pair that are as pimped out as Zinni gets, and they're all, they're each less than $100. So Zinni.com, man, straight up and down. If you wear glasses, like, go get a pair from there. They have really great sunglasses. You can catch a vibe with a lot of their styles and stuff. So I just wanted to share that with you before we get started with today's podcast. 
here's what I wanted to do with the pod today. There were some people who woke up this morning and were expecting me to be on CBS Sports Radio, and they didn't hear me. And I wanted to explain why, because a couple people asked me on Twitter about it, and I don't feel like it's tweetable. And maybe I could just give a really simple answer to it, but I wanted to talk about it a little bit so that you understood where I was coming from. And I was like, oh, I have a podcast. I can talk about these things (laughs) instead of just using... 160 characters to explain how I feel about something. Here's what was going on. I really liked doing the Sunday show. It was a lot of fun for me to see if I could, if I could play at this level. Like if I could put together a national show and if I felt like the shows were good and like competitive and All that good stuff was, am I capable of being a national host? Now, to a certain extent, I've already done the national thing. When I was working at 120 Sports, which became Stadium, which now is a part of Sinclair, and you see my guys at Marquee, shout out to Michael Kim, doing it. I know what the national rundown looks like. I know how to play in that space. Radio has always been my first home. So it's a little bit different. Like the idea of being asked to do a national show is kind of dope. And Mitch had recommended me for the job at CBS. And so I took it very seriously when he was like, hey, they want to just give that to you. Like they want to give you John Kincaid's old spot. And I used to listen to John Kincaid before he, he went and did his thing. He's now in Philadelphia I was like, man, that's a pretty cool spot. Like Sunday morning, you get a lot of clearance. And what I mean by clearance is you're not in the way of a station's other properties. Like, for example, even though we had some issues with clearance on the score because we had, like, score values and stuff, you're not running into baseball games or basketball games or football games at six o'clock in the morning. Like you're gonna get a big audience from around the country on the terrestrial radio stations. Not talking about the people who are listening on the app, because that's a whole different audience that we're talking about. I thought that that was really exciting. And I knew that it was it was a challenge. When they came to me with the job, I was struggling with my back. Like it was really bad. It was so bad. Like I was I was having a hard time, like, putting on my socks and stuff. And quite honestly, like, I was looking for a connection with not just the, the audience at the score, but I, was, I, was, I needed, like, a, a connection. And so when they came to me and they said, listen, there's this morning show for CBS that we want you to, to take a look at. And even Mitch was like, look, it's early. It's a 6 to 10 show, which means it's 5 to 9, your time. And I was like, ugh. Because I remember doing a morning show at 120, which turned into the stadium, which you can now watch on Marquee. Shout out to Michael Kim again. And I remember what that was like. Now, I was a little bit younger. I mean, this was six years ago when I was doing all this stuff over seven years ago. Wow. Over, over there, when I was doing both, I was – doing the nighttime show at the score, going home, going to bed, 
getting up at a quarter to five and making it into there. I think our meetings were 530 or something like that. By the end, we had, thank God, moved those meetings back to six o'clock because four o'clock is nothing is a nowhere time. It's not early. It's not late. It's just everyone's ass should be asleep at that point. So I knew that there was, it, it took a lot. It took a lot to, it takes a lot to do a morning show. I say it all the time with some actual background in it from producing a morning show back when I was young to being a part of a morning show as a host and now doing a radio show in the morning. Morning shows take years off your life. And it has to be like a complete lifestyle that you dip into. But I wanted to take on the challenge, and I thought it was cool, and I really did appreciate Mitch like recommending me for it. So I took it on, and it was rough. Like in the beginning, like it was really rough. So for me, even doing the shows from home, for me to do a show at five o'clock, I want to be up and going. Like I, I don't, I couldn't just roll out of bed and be on. I need to be up and going. So I experimented with times when I was getting up, and it seemed to be that no matter what time my alarm was set for, 3.45 Sunday morning was about the time that I would get up, and I would meander around the place and get ready to do the show. Like, me and my producer, I had a really great producer named Anthony Pierno, who worked really hard. He was in New York. I was obviously in Chicago. And we were putting the show together. That part was hard. It wasn't the hardest part of the job. The hardest part was content. And if I wanted to talk to guests, and you know from listening to the local show, I like talking to guests a lot. It's hard to ask guests to get up. Getting a guest from the West Coast was completely out of the question. Unless I was going to tape it, which I'll talk about in a minute. And even getting a a guest, like, I was asking a lot. Like, I was turning in a lot of favors from people in the Midwest, friends that I have in the industry. Like, I was asking them to be a part of the show a lot. The other thing is I would tape interviews, and some of them were really good that we did. But then it became, like, when am I taping the interviews? So by the time we got to February, March, I was maybe taping one interview on Friday and another interview on Saturday. Like, that wasn't the goal. The goal was to try and get both interviews done maybe on a Friday, and then you have, like, a semblance of a weekend left to to do something. But it didn't work out. You know, people's schedules. You know, folks got stuff to do. So I would end up, doing a couple of interviews for the Sunday show on Friday and Saturday. And that got to be a little tedious because Saturday was really the only day, basically Friday, Friday night after the show to Saturday afternoon was really the only time where if I needed to decompress, like that was my decompression time. And it was getting harder and harder to separate those things. And, it ended up, by the time we got to the middle of March, it's like, damn, like, I'm legitimately working on this show 
seven days a week, along with doing House of L, along with doing my Chicago show. Like, I'm legitimately adding in that time. And that didn't bother me until we got to about mid-March. And on it was not that the work bothered me. It bothered me that on Sundays, you know, after the show, like, it, it's a weird thing to try to express, but when you're doing – if you're you're performing, and anyone who's performed at any at anything, I would imagine has similar reaction to it. Like there's a juice that you get from performing. When I do the radio show, when I'm doing the podcast, like there's an energy level that you want to be at. You want to be at your best. And I always talk about with my students, like your on air persona is your own personality kind of turned up. Like, I am the person that I am on the air pretty much all the time. A little bit more muted, though, when I'm not on the air. But it's, it's I'm that dude. And then I was like, okay, well, how can I be that guy? I've never really been a coffee drinker. But I knew that caffeine was going to play, like, a big role in this. So that's when I started drinking Earl Grey tea. I'm ordinarily, like, my favorite tea is chamomile, like, I like tea that calms me instead of perks me up. But you got to be up. You got to be up for that audience. And I didn't feel right. Like, I just didn't feel right on Sunday mornings, even after the show. Because after a show, you can't really, like, go back to sleep. Like, there's, like, a residual energy that usually goes through you as you as you finish your performance as you finish your show sick of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 dollars more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. So I experimented. I experimented with, okay, go right back to bed and see if that works. They didn't work. Okay, go for a walk. Go for a workout right after the show. Like, that didn't really work. Like, eat, eat a meal and then go to sleep and then wake up around noon on Sunday and get ready for, you know, baseball or whatever. And that didn't really work. So I talked with Mitch about it. I talked with him about it probably 
three or four weeks ago, and I said, I, I think I'm burning out on this. And part of the reason that I felt like I was burning out was, and you can probably relate, a lot of people have this anxiety that hits them on Sunday nights. I know a lot of people who work in sales have that anxiety on Sunday night because there's a Monday morning sales meeting and you want to make sure that you're on top of your numbers, like that sort of thing. I was having this on Saturday night because I couldn't really do anything. I was paranoid about the show. Yeah, you know, we had some segments that were already done and that was good, but you're still trying to get guests and there's the anxiety of our people going to actually get up and talk to you at seven in the morning, wherever it is that they are. And I just found myself being really anxiety ridden with putting the show together in a way that is very different from what I would consider normal anxiety before I cracked the microphone for this podcast or the the radio show in Chicago. Like that is, there's an excitement to it. Like there's a, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm really excited to talk with the people. There's an energy to it that, yes, I'm anxious, but it's not in what I would consider a negative way. With this thing, it felt, I felt like there was a chore that was involved in doing it. And it became less fun for me to do it. So I talked with Mitch and he said, look, you got to, you got to, he's like, I want to make sure that you're, that you're good to go Monday through Fridays. And I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm recovered on Monday. But Sundays were a wash. Like no matter what I tried, and I tried a lot of different things. I, it was a wash. Like it was just gone. I had no energy. I had my sleep schedule was just all thrown off. And I just, I said, I, was like, I don't think I can, I can keep moving forward with this as much as I really like it. The, the difference is, like, if it were my, my Monday through Friday job, I think I could actually do a morning show. But if that was the only thing that I was doing, because what it does to you from a sleep standpoint, especially in sports, where I'd have these nights where there'd be crazy stuff going on. Like there's the Bulls would be playing. Or now, you know, you have baseball on some Saturday nights with the White Sox and the Cubs. And I'd have to make the exchange. The exchange of do I stay up and watch all of the game or do I wake up and catch up on those games or wake up and catch up on those games like nationally? Like I'd be watching a lot of basketball on Saturday night and be like, ah, man, Steph is going off right now, but I need to get these hours of sleep. And it just wasn't working for me. It wasn't. So I talked to Mitch first because, you know, he recommended me for the job. And then I talked with Mark Chernoff and the people at CBS, and I said, I really like this opportunity, and I'm happy that I have it, but I don't, I don't see myself – doing more of it like there's more to it the, the more to it aspect is we're going we're developing a show Mitch and I are developing a show for football season and 
I think that it has a chance to be big. And I know that my Sundays, once we get to August, are going to be filled with bear stuff. So I wanted to make sure that I could maximize my time between now and then and try to get on what was a regular schedule. So I, for those people who were looking for me this morning, um, I'm not going to continue doing the Sunday show. And there's a part of me that wishes that it was later in the day. But then I'm like, you know what? Enjoy your weekends, man. Like that, it's one of those things where I drive myself pretty hard, and usually, like I'm down for the level of sacrifice. Like it's not like I'm not a big partier, whatever. Like I don't, and obviously, like none of us are inside of in inside of this pandemic. Like there's a couple people I see some of y'all while and on Instagram, but. I haven't been one of them. And even before that, like, I'm not, like, you know, I'm not out there on boats and stuff in the summer. Maybe I should be. Maybe I should be hanging out in the playpen. Like, it's not really who I am. Like, I I did getting into the work. I just, I couldn't make it all work. And it took a lot for me to admit that to myself number one and then admit it to Mitch like you don't want to let your boss down like you don't want to let someone who recommends you for something down but I I just found myself in this place of like I can't juggle it all I've added some stuff to my daily life um I'm getting and hopefully getting another degree um if I like how this program goes that I'm I'm working in and I wanted to be able to give more effort to that too. It was cool. Like the, the four months, five months that I ended up doing the morning show uh, for CBS was great. I just, I just didn't have it in me to keep going with it. It would have, I think been bad for me mentally and physically. And like, that's another part. I don't, it's rare that I talk about this, but as Bernie Mac would say, we family, right? So I can talk about it. I've found I've been living with Crohn's now for diagnosed like for 25 years, 30 years. Wow. Wow. I've been living with Crohn's for 30 years and I'm in a really good place. Like my Crohn's is pretty much in remission, but I know that the fastest way for it to not be in remission is for my sleep schedule to get unbalanced and I was finding that Saturday through Monday, like, I was so off-platform that it was heading towards a flare. And I did not want that to be the case because then it gets into a whole different situation. So, you know, the folks at CBS, they understood where I was coming from. Like, they know it's not easy. And I'm glad that I advocated for myself because ordinarily I'm a I'm a soldier through type dude. And I'm I was looking for like these bright spots. And like the bright spots were actually being on air. Like the bright spots were interacting with people, interacting with fans in cities that I didn't know I had fans in. Like that was a lot of fun. 
being able to interact with a lot of people. I, I joke about this on the air. Like, I really enjoy talking with fans from Wisconsin who seem like they were scared to call the score, but they were totally cool with calling me on the national show. And I found that they were the best callers that I would get. So I wanted to kind of explain that and and let you know let you know why I'm not doing the Sunday show anymore instead of kind of having to piecemeal it together via Twitter or even on the radio show. And I'm not saying I wouldn't answer this on the radio show. I would. But I felt like it was a big enough deal for me to do an episode of the pod on to kind of explain like what the challenges were and kind of how I went about making the decisions on this. And I'm, I will tell you, I slept like a baby last night. I slept so good last night. And here's why. I'm sitting there on the couch. You know, the White Sox had smashed the Royals. You know, Cubs had won their game. I'm sitting there on the couch at the end of the night looking at TV, like flipping back and forth between Guardians and Captain Marvel. And I'm like, I don't have to rush. Like, I don't have to rush. I don't have to do any last-minute finalizing of shows. Like, I don't have to do any of that. I don't have to count hours. Because that's what you end up doing when you do a morning show. Like, the trade-off happens, and you're counting hours of how much sleep can I get. And so you're cheating. Like, you're, you're like, cheating yourself. You're like, okay, I'm going to stay up another 10 minutes, but I'm going to give myself another 15 minutes to sleep, and it never works out that way. But I slept super good on Saturday night, and knowing that I didn't have to get up, like, I, I wake up ordinarily around 6.30. Like, I'm genuine, uh, generally a, a morning person, but 3.45 is not the morning, and I mean, it is, but it really isn't. And even just turning over this morning at like a quarter to six and being like, oh, yeah, like I don't have to worry about that. Like I finished all my yoga and and stuff this morning. And, yeah, I miss I'll miss doing that show. And maybe someday I'll I'll be in a in a position to do it again and have a better plan or be in a better space to do it. But. I'm really happy that I made this decision and I'm happy that the people who I talked to about the decision were open and understood like where I was coming from. I do believe if I were if I were 10 years younger, I'm 45 if you didn't know. If I were 10 years younger, I could probably fight through it. But in weighing everything out, it was the best move for me. So there, that's it. That's all I had to say in this episode. I'm trying not to keep anyone too long. But I wanted people to understand where I was coming from and why they didn't hear me this morning and why they won't hear me over the next few Sundays if they were looking for me. But I do thank everyone who listened to the show and enjoyed it and enjoyed me talking about different subjects than Chicago sports. And I'm glad that you could see that I can 
do some of those other topics too. Thanks for listening to the podcast. It is Mother's Day when I'm recording this. I did an episode with my mom last year. You should scroll back through, man. It's really good. Find out about that. I think everyone should interview their parents. I really, truly do. It doesn't even matter if you have a platform. Just having that data, having that content, having that memory is valuable to you and to generations beyond you. Thanks to Zenny for sponsoring the podcast. We appreciate their support. Go to Zenny.com and get yourself some glasses. I'll talk to you next time. Oh, wait. There's a killer episode of House of L that's coming out tomorrow. I'm, I mean, it's going to be good. Yeah.